Today's podcast is brought to you by a long lifetime of not receiving enough attention. Is it ever enough? Hi, I'm Joe DeRosa, and here we go with the podcast where I talk to one guest for one thing for one hour, and today we're talking about anger management. It's something I've certainly struggled with and failed at achieving for a good chunk of my life, but it's made me a living. Anger, annoyance, outbursts, and tirades have played no small part in my approach to comedy, and people usually think it's funny until it gets real. Here's what I mean. An audience loves anger as a show. We center movies around it. Anger management, that's a movie. We make TV shows about it. Anger management, that's a TV show. And angry comics are consistently a hit. Just see Lewis Black, Sam Kinison, or one of the other countless ranting funny men that have graced the craft. But once anger is off the screen or the stage, people usually don't want it near them. The average calm person shuns, judges, and pokes a stick at someone else's anger like it's some kind of mutant circus freak that entertains and disgusts them all at the same time. So it can suck to be an angry guy until you become an angry performer, which leads to one question I'd like to analyze today. If a guy stops being angry, will he also stop being funny? I don't know. Maybe my guest does. With me today is one of my best pals and a guy who I used to get paid to bicker with on the Uninformed Radio Show. He's one of the biggest comedians working today, packing theaters around the world and cranking out hour-long specials, the latest of which is called You People Are All the Same. His Monday morning podcast is one of the best out there, and he's recently stepped into a larger podcast arena as one of the founders of the All Things Comedy Network. He's recently been seen in what I'd call a shit ton of movies. Look for him in Walk of Shame later this year, and he's appeared with regularity on a variety of fantastic TV programs including the renowned Breaking Bad. But he's here now, and I'm excited. Bill Burr, everybody. Oh, Jesus, there, Joe. <laughs> I wanted to sound like I was coming into the room. Jeez, Joe, I wish that intro, I wish my, my career was half as good as that intro. That was <laughs> phenomenal. Thank you. A shit ton of movies. <laughs> You're in so with, many with, movies, man. Yeah, I know, with like five lines. It's great. I'm there for like six days. It's perfect, Joe. I'm getting away with murder. You're, but you're, you're, the parts are big enough that... Uh, scroll down on the IMDb page. You scroll down to you see keep it. scrolling. But you make the trailer. Every time huh? you, you appear in the trailer, you're in the trailer for Stand Up Guys, you're in the trailer for Walk of Shame. That's because I'm part of an unrecognized minority. So <laughs> the same way they got to get the Asian and the African American in there, occasionally you throw in a, throw in a ginger. Yeah. <laughs> you're the new Ken Jeong. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's what I want to start with. We... I mean, Bill, we've had our share of arguments over the years. Joe, we've had disagreements. <laughs> some public. Some public. Some even more public. Some public. Well, people tell me, uh, for the people that don't know, Bill and I used to do a radio show together called Uninformed, which became a podcast. And which, We never stopped doing it. We were on a hiatus. Yeah. And it's starting again. What happened was I moved out to L.A. Yeah. And... Um, you just could not get your shit together. I couldn't get it together. You couldn't get it together to just get one of the zillion writing jobs out here. Yeah. And finally, you put together a packet. As the, window, as the window was beginning to close, mm. you finally decided to get off your ass and do a little bit of work. I snuck in. I okay. snuck in. Joe, hey. you, Joe, you're one of the hardest working guys I know. Hey, thank you, Bill. You thank are. you. Thank you're you. Always working on, you know, I'm working on this idea. <laughs> the well, fucking cocksuckers aren't letting me do it. You know, they said... <laughs> 
I, I pitched it. They liked it, and now they're, they're just fuck. They're such cunts. They're all cunts. That's what it's like to sit next to Joe. That's like you're not. You're just beginning to order round two. He, well, here's the funny thing: is uh, I apparently say the word cunt so much that I was telling a joke last night at dinner with Pete Holmes, mm-hmm. and the punchline of the joke has cunt in it, and he goes. I knew what the punchline was going to be when you got to the part in the joke where you were allowed to riff and call the girl a cunt and you called her only a bitch. <laughs> he's, he's like, I knew cunt was coming, man. You, you exposed yourself. Uh, so I say that word too much because I'm an angry guy. That's the point. The, uh, and here's what I went, why I brought up Uninformed was uh, people tell me that we're fans of the show. They always said that their favorite episode was the episode where we actually brought on we had fought so much on the air that we actually brought on a marriage counselor. To <laughs> Did talk, we do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to talk about. You don't remember this? No. Yeah. I, I remember uh, the, the big shot over here. I remember, no, I remember the Satanist. <laughs> right. I remember the, uh, we brought on the cop. The cop. Blue, when Blue Lou Boyle we brought on. Um, I don't think we're the, supposed the, to the, bleep the, that name because I think he was supposed to be anonymous on the show. Uh, he didn't say anything. It's all right. The, uh, <laughs> the, um, who was the other one? Um, uh, we brought in Blue Lou Boyle is not his name. That's out of a Tarantino movie. <laughs> um, I remember the nutritionist lady who wouldn't relax because she heard us screaming at each other. So she thought that we were going to attack her. And we kept we could not get her to relax and be like, "No, the joke's on us. We're the idiots. Just yeah. make us look like idiots." You're just yeah. like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Bananas have potassium. Yeah, yeah. F both you guys. Like, and then survive. Do you, I, do, that one was funny too because you were on the side of nutrition. You were on the side of organic fruits. And I was the one that was like, ah, I don't give a shit. I'll eat anything. And then you ate her organic apples. And you were like, I don't like it. It tastes funny. <laughs> oh, did I say that? <laughs> yeah. So the guy that was supposed to be her support team. Well, what's funny yeah. is like the size that apples are supposed to really be, Joe. These are all roided up apples, these giant fucking things you got here. Well, that's not, they aren't even that big. I actually have to go in the supermarket and try to find apples that small because the other ones are so Yeah, you big. get like, that's what we talked about on the show, how you get, you get full eating an apple now. Yeah, like, God, you want to split half this apple? <laughs> Again, it used to be dish. like that. Yeah, it went from a baseball to like a softball. <laughs> well, we did the episode. What's the deal? <laughs> Have you seen these apples, people? Uh, we did that episode. Well, an episode uh, where we brought a marriage counselor in to talk to us about our. our I mean, do we used to argue so much? Yeah, but do we're you, not the same. We're not, I'm not like that anymore. Me neither. Me neither. Although yesterday, um. I'd, I'd done some acting work, and I was behind on my SAG dues, which is the uh, right. horrific union that you can't you call and you can't even get them on the phone. So for Isn't some it reason, incredible. Well, they just, they don't even send you a bill, and then all of a sudden you do like a you do two lines in a show, which I am the king of. <laughs> um, and then they're like, "Yeah, the show's going to get fined if you don't pay your dues." So I called them up, trying to give them money. It was a couple hundred bucks. I'm yep. just trying to pay them. I can't get through to anybody, dude. It's the most hostile. Um, passive aggressive like uh, um, phone system you go into, which yeah. is like, hey, if you want this, press one. If you want this, press two. And then you get into it, and they just go, if you know the name of the person you want to talk to, type in the la- you don't have any name. Yep. Or type in the extension. Right. And then you're like, well, I don't know either one of those. But right. None of the choices you gave me work. So then you press zero, and it just goes back to the beginning again. So oh. I had, so I tried to pay online, and I said. I asked my wife, I said, come in and let's just help me out. I go, I swear to God, I'm not going to lose my temper, dude. And within like two minutes of trying to do it, like I, I was, I bought a file cabinet and I, I just wanted to start throwing liver shots into the side <laughs> of the thing. 
I it just never works for me. Dude, yeah, it's 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 that classic thing we always talked about with like the we always laugh about that honeymooners episode, pins and needles, needles and needles, uh, needles and pins. pins yeah. A happy man always grins. You know, like that episode is hit. It's such. It's the perfect setup to a joke because you know this character flies off the handle, and then the setup is I'm not going to freak out anymore. I'm just going to say this thing, and it's going to calm me down. And then the whole episode, you're just watching him say it through clenched teeth. I'm that same guy, dude. It's like I can't, and I'm going through that right now with the SAG thing. I owe them. I don't know, they have four hundred bucks or something on dues. I've called them. Why don't they send you a bill? They they want you to pay online. Yeah. That's what it is. And I keep calling them and saying, guys, I can't find my login info. I'm trying to give that's, you money. That's Please what I went help through. Me. Yeah. No, they, you, you have to go on and you have to Skype with somebody on like they'll they'll text you back and forth. They're actually pretty good. And I was just like, yeah, I have my membership number and I know the last four of my social and it still won't let me in. And as they're trying to help me out, I looked down at the card and I realized for some reason I was carrying around my wife's card. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, then I had to type, oh, um, I just realized I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but fortunately, I wasn't being hostile with her. So then she gave me my membership number. Right. And uh, so I and a link. So rather than writing down the membership number, I always zig when I should zag on computers. I clicked the link and then it went directly to the link. And then I went, oh, wait, I need the membership number. And I went back and that was like that window no longer exists. And that's when I just lost my shit. Uh, because now, it's like, I don't, I, I don't like paying shit online. I don't right. like, I like when my bank account information is not online. I, I, I don't do anything online. Mm. That's like... Uh, the second you start doing financial deals online, you're out of your mind. That's basically like just cut up your body a little bit, you know, bleed a little right. bit, and then jump in shark-infested waters. It's it's inevitable that I don't know. That, but, but, I well, can't say it's inevitable, but it's, something bad can only come from that. Well, here's the funny thing: uh, like we're similar in the temperament department, and I have such issues with dealing with customer service, and because I freak out. You had the bit about in your act about like the whole time you're on the line with customer service you're going don't curse don't curse don't curse and then you get worked up you go well you motherfucker and then they hang up yeah sorry i'm terminating the call fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then you have to go back yeah i'm totally that guy like a hundred percent and i so i hate dealing with customer service so much i put everything online i'm just like i don't give a shit i steal my identity i don't give no, a shit this, i this, don't no, want to no, deal with the deal. people don't ever don't ever ever anywhere use your debit card because that's your money Right. Then they hack into your account. Always, you like a credit card is not as big a deal. But I, I, but as far as like them getting that and then pretending to be you, I mean that. I mean I've been double swiped a zillion times, and then but oh, that, the that's easy. Swipe. But that's easy. They just right. go, you know, did you, uh, you know, buy a Lincoln Continental in Toronto? You're like, no, I've been to Los <laughs> Angeles. They go, okay, and then they go and figure it out. But if it's your money, if somebody does that with your debit card. You know how banks work. Oh, yeah, so. I got you. Well, listen, before you, before you get any further, I, don't, I ne never considered Sam Kinison an angry comic. Um, I, here's, well, Who else did you list? Kinison? I said Lewis Black, Sam Kinison, because I felt like they were the two best examples of guys that seemed frustrated. I mean, I, I would say Lewis I consider frustrated. Like my, people's definition to, of yelling and anger, jet, like normal people to me, like I, I, I don't look at Kinison like, I, I don't think just because you're yelling... I, that 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 means you're angry because whenever I used to watch him in interviews, he seemed like you know. I mean, it's it's just the performance. You're ramping it up. Like I don't think he was walking around right. like I need a drink. Oh, oh, <laughs> screaming in people's faces. I mean, I don't know. I I agree that uh, I, I here's what made me think that he's angry is uh, I read his biography 
recently, which oh, is an amazing okay. book. And it's like he's like a guy from another fucking planet. You're like, it couldn't have went on any longer than it did. They're talking oh, really? in the book about like 48 hour, literally 48 hour coke and drinking binges. And then he'd sleep for 40 minutes and they'd wake him up and he'd go right on stage. <laughs> and they go, he'd meander for 10 minutes and then he'd figure it out and get his shit together and just start killing. And I'm like, he's just not human. It, it was... He was a spirit sent here for a little period of time, and then they brought him back. I to think wherever he's, he came he's from. unbelievably underrated. I absolutely agree. But there's he, one bit in he the somehow act. got lumped into the shock comics, and like it was, it's like there's another comic. I'm not going to name his name because I don't want the because I think he's he's gotten past it. There was a comic for a while, and people, oh, he's blue, he's dirty, all he talks about is sex. And then I watched his act, and I was like, no, this guy is brilliant, right? And you're just getting, uh, you know, because people, it's just like, oh, you use this word. Therefore, you know, you're a sexist or you're a racist. Right. Like they, they don't take context or, yeah. or any of that type of stuff. It's just more subject matter. And then they just throw you into that thing. I thought that that happened to Kinison. Well, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's what's so interesting about anger performers. Like, okay, so real quick, though, the thing that made me go, uh, this is, there's so much pain in the book. I'm like, this guy is, there's an, like a sort of exorcism happening on stage where he's getting these demons out. And there's a lot of anger behind it. The one thing about his parents where he talks about calling his parents to borrow money because he's struggling. And uh, and they're like, you know, Sam, it's just time you get off on your own and we can't really support you anymore and we got to cut you off and everything. And he does this whole like soliloquy of like, you know, before you guys came along, I was just this spirit. I, did, I had no body. I was just... Oh, yeah, I remember. You know, yeah. You know, and it's this really poetic thing. And then thing. you two decided <laughs> to fuck. Yeah. And now you're going to tell me I'm on my own? Fuck you. The punchline yeah. is the harshest fuck you I've ever heard somebody scream, you know? So, and then all the stuff about the women and the divorce and, you know, you know, Sam, why don't you go up there and talk about men? I'll tell you why. Because a man never broke my fucking heart. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> yeah. He, he was, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm leaning back in the chair now. Did but I that's, that's what made me, uh, that's what I find so interesting about the quote, angry performer, unquote is they do get compartmentalized and then the people do say well that guy's just about that i've heard people say about kinnison like oh well he's just the guy that wanted to that just trashed women and it was just and it's like you're you're missing it man like you're totally missing where this guy was coming from 100 that's the usual though i mean it's always i don't know have you had that problem with what with, with your comedy because i'd say you're you're an aggressive guy on stage you're very opinionated and there's definitely a level well, fuck of you. <laughs> <laughs> there's a level of annoyance and whatever. Have you have you been compartmentalized where people will go, uh, Bill Burr, these you know this oh, our yeah. seminal angry guy, yeah, or whatever the, you know. Uh, like, do you get that? Yeah, the 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 furious freckled something <laughs> or other. You know, they, they, they always got to have alliteration and just boil it down to this most simple thing. But it, it actually makes when somebody gets what you're doing. Like I had somebody coming up to me recently said, you know, I've been a fan of your stuff for a while and I've noticed with each special, mm. they were noticing the little things that I was doing to try and get better. And it's like, ah, thank God somebody noticed because right. this is feeling futile because it seems like anytime everybody, it's, you know, um, like they'll say like, he jokes about pedophilia because I opened my first thing where I, I talked about, the joke was not about like, I wasn't joking about pedophilia. I guess technically, I was, but just the way they frame it, it was like I was joking about how you can't say hello to a kid anymore, right? Because of that 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 show that was out, The Catch a Predator, yeah. was out at the time, 
And it just everything just feels creepy now. Right. So the joke was, get that kid away from me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, so it was more, I was, that joke was about the uh, the fear mm-hmm. that, that overtakes you now because of kids, because of all that to catch a predator stuff. And that, But just to say he jokes about pedophilia, don't worry, he makes it funny. And it's just like, just to present it that way. I mean, I know they're not doing it like maliciously or whatever, but I just think in general, um, probably half the shit I say in my act, whoever I'm talking about, I'm doing that back to them. Right. So I can't like, uh, like I, I was doing a thing on that Duck Dynasty guy and somebody came up to me going like, dude, you know that guy has like a master's degree in education, right? And I was just like, uh, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> you know, he's a millionaire. He's a self-made man. And uh, no, no, I didn't. I mean, but but so I was funny. actually... Uh, the bit was I was saying, like, I was making fun of Glad for not going after the Bible, right. where he got the ideas from, right. going after that big corporation. They yeah. went after this little old man in a boat. So I was the more I made him out to be this little old man in the middle of nowhere, right. the more it, it ramped up the Bible. I mean, I'm still doing the bit, but I adjusted a little bit. What you're saying. Uh, but, uh, so I do it, too. That's, that's one thing that I've learned. It's just like, all right, someone's going to boil me down to the simplest thing, and I'm going to get mad while I'm doing the same thing to everybody else. So in in a way, I'm full of shit. Right. Well, but, excuse me, I think that's a big trick to successful comedy is is finding the the right route to navigate through the bit. You know, we all, I think ultimately, you and I at least. Joe, I would think at the end of the day. Bill, Bill. At the end of the day. I'd say six of one, half a dozen of the other. (laughs) (laughs) But I think ultimately... Guys like us would love to be able to just get on stage and just literally just be like, Lindsay Lohan, fuck you. <laughs> you know, Liz Taylor, go fuck yourself. No. Just throw. My point is, is just. I think that that's what you want to do. I don't want to do that. Well, don't speak I, for me. I don't. Don't speak for me and your <laughs> nice, sunny. You know, be like, let me just rope you into this so I, I give myself a little more credibility. Well, here's the thing. I don't have anything against Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan or Liz Taylor. I think she's hot. Yeah. My point is, is. For me, I'd love to get up and just spew out raw opinions about things and just keep it moving. I don't give a shit if it's funny, whatever. I just want to tell you what I think. You can't do that. It's you, not you can. productive. No, you can't. You gotta find your but you gotta find your route with it, don't you think? I mean No, you just you just keep just go up there and start talking. And it'll be fun. The, one of the things will just be funny. Look at this guy just fucking going off on shit. It, it, it's funny. It doesn't have to necessarily I gotta I can't even tell you the last time. I actually thought about joke structure. But well, no, but you do because you just said the thing about you go, well, I'm kind of full of shit too because I painted in this way, right? I mean, no, that I, I was, I'm talking about I was factually wrong. I was saying, no, I wasn't right. talking about, I wasn't talking about joke structure. Right. I was saying that people look at me and go, oh, the, the, you know, right. the, the redheaded rage, the red <laughs> rage, whatever. It's always the, the alliteration thing. And, I'm, and I get upset that Jesus Christ, you, you're turning me into this one dimensional thing. But I said half the shit in my act. The way I'm observing it is one-dimensional because I don't know those people either, and that's what I was using. But I wasn't talking about joke structure. What I had to adjust was right. well, I had to adjust me taking the piss out of the guy, like to that level that he wasn't that pathetic when he was out there. But uh, isn't that sort of? I mean, it's not joke structure, but that's still a structural approach to something where you say, "No, it's a right, factual it's approach." <laughs> it, 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 it's not. It's not more like I didn't go like, "Well, you know, me." Saying he's a scared old man, that needs to come before I do the Bible thing. That's joke I see, structure. I see what you're my, saying. My, it's just the information that I'm, uh, you know. I see what you're saying. I, I, always, 
I always look at Jesus, it. Jesus, Joe, we're not going to talk about jokes the whole fucking. No, 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 no. No, but this, but this pertains to the to the anger management you thing. Want Axl like, Rose on me there? No, 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 Little Steven Tyler. Yeah. But I, I, I always think of it, and this does relate to anger management. It's like I've alienated myself a lot at parties and stuff like that because I come out too harsh with the opinion. So I always have to go. All right. I have to think of how to say this the right way so I don't look like an asshole right now. And that's I've had to do that on stage too, where I'm like, if I say it this way, I'm gonna lose. Well, what's half funny of the about audience. you, Joe, is yeah. you are like like you get along with my wife better than I do. Like you guys just like line up like you so you should be getting along with women way better than you do because you really are like half a fuck, you know, twinkle toes here. <laughs> You're not a type A guy. You're very like I'm the most effeminate type A yeah, guy. Very effeminate, you could meet. yeah. But you're not type A though. You're just angry. Angry. Just being angry doesn't make you type A. You're very effeminate. Yet you 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 do two things, Joe. That right. I could really turn you around. One is you always have that look on your face where you're just crinkling up your nose. You're just looking like like. You have like this, what the fuck is that look on your face? Yeah, yeah. Probably 30% of your day. Yeah. And that includes when you're sleeping. Oh, dude, 30, you're being generous. Babe. Yeah. Like, I, you know what's funny? 60. I, I brought that book back. Uh, it was just this book that this this comic in Iceland wrote where it was just like, almost like the far side where they just had like the one-liner things. And it was fucking hilarious. And I, as I'm handing it to you, go, Joe, check this out. You already were making that face. <laughs> and you read half of one. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's yeah, cute. And I'm just like, it's like, dude, you, you read half of this. This fucking book is brilliant, man. It's hilarious. Oh, my and God. You you went into it like, dude, I'll tell this, you, I don't understand that. I'll tell you who I have to become friends with. I got to meet this guy and become friends with it. I've been watching that show, An Idiot Abroad, which is the show where Ricky Gervais sends his friend Carl Pil Pilkington or like around the world. And his friend, I'm watching it. I'm like, that's literally me. Like. He like the whole thing is, is yeah, and those are your two mean friends. Yeah, this exactly sending I, you out there to humiliate you, and that's why I can't watch that show. There's I, no like, they just sit there and they're like, Alan, what did you do that for? <laughs> so just look how stupid he is. No, it's not. It's not that he's stupid. It's I'm that, doing Jay Moore's Ricky know, Gervais. It's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's not that he's. It's not that they make him look stupid. They just he just doesn't want to go. They, they were like, we're going to send you to China. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to go to China. And he's like, why? And he goes, they just do things different. It doesn't make sense. And Ricky Gervais goes, what do they do different that bothers you so much? And she goes, the fucking chicken is orange for no fucking. It's literally <laughs> shit like that. He gets so wrapped up about it. They're like, all right, we're going to send you to China. And then it's a camera on him in China being disgusted from minute one. I just watched him one time where they made him like sumo wrestle. He was like getting the shit kicked out of him. He was miserable. He wasn't having, I wouldn't do that to a friend. He picks a lot of the activities. Like he picks a lot of things where he's like, this would be funny if I did this or whatever. He's more in on it than you think. Here's the point. Let's not get oh, side. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So you mean they don't just send him there against his will? They send him, but a lot of the activities, he picks things. No, I'm joking. Ah, uh, geez, you got me I was there. Gonna, I, you know something earlier when you were like going, he's going, yeah, I don't want to go to China and blah, 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 blah. I was going to ruin the show for you and be like, Joe, do you think they haven't worked all of that out? And I'm like, well, Joe's enjoying the show. I won't say anything. And then five minutes later, you're like, Bill, you know, it's not. A, it, he's more in on it than you think. Well, yeah. yeah, you can't just send somebody to fucking China if they don't want to go. 
I thought you were buying into it because you said the thing about like they make fun of this poor guy or whatever. It's like they're all in on no, it. No, but this is the thing though. That guy has no clout in show business. So what? Now Rick, he does. Ricky's the big man. So whatever right. he says goes. Oh. Now he sends his kid out to go fucking this kid, his friend, to go run with some water buffalo. As soon as I like saw, a fucking thong. The first and then time, they laugh at him. The first time I saw it, I, I I went into work and I go, Pete, I swear to God, I go, this is in. This is an egotistical fear that I have, but I watched this show and I just pictured you hosting this show and sending me out to places because you just want to see me get angry at stuff. Because he makes fun of me, Pete Holmes. Uh, he makes fun of me. Oh, yeah, but, not, you, but, but, you're, but like you're, in this weird, totally endearing in, way. You're totally in control of that, Joe. Yeah, I know. You I'm decide. Not, yeah, I know. You it's, decide whether you're going or not. It's not going to happen. My point is, is I just related to Carl Pilkington so much as because, uh, you know, he's also the guy that you hand the book to and he's already got his fucking brow scrunched up. Like, what the fuck is this? Right. What, and what country did you get it from? I don't give a shit. I mean, I don't know. It's... I, <laughs> What is it, Joe? Come on, spit it out. I, I, I know what I'm going to say here. Uh, it's, the, it's back to the thing that I said in the intro. I'm going to put if, you in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke that I wish we could go into more. Oh, boy. It's back to the thing I said in the intro. It's, it's, it's the, the angry performer thing. Have you ever had the fear? So much of your comedy is born out of annoyance. And I think annoyance is probably a better word. I remember my first manager that I ever had, Evan Steinberg, who was at one time one of your managers. Uh, I remember he said to me once, he goes, listen to me. Keep wearing those glasses and sweaters on stage. And I go, why? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, because you go up there and you shit on everything. It offsets you a little bit. <laughs> if you go up there looking like a slouch, nobody's going to want to hear it. And I was like, that's really good advice. And he goes, because another thing, you're not angry, you're annoyed. That's the difference. And I was like, yeah, actually. You guys knew who he was imitating. Yes, that's a pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking the head. head swivel. Um, uh, but, you know, Evan Steinberg, what a hoot that guy was. That's a whole other podcast. Anyway. You got to have him on. I'd love to. I'd love to. He's one of my favorite people I ever met in the business. Oh, my God. I, I love ran him. into him recently when I was out on the road. Did you have fun with him? Ah, fun. It was ridiculous. It's great. I mean, he's a guy where you could literally just. He's the kind of guy where you're like, let's just drive out to the desert with this bottle of tequila and see what happens. <laughs> He'd be like, all right. <laughs> he wouldn't even just say, all right. He'd have some phrase. <laughs> no, he would know somebody out in the desert because he lived there for like two days or something. <laughs> like him. And they would all be like, Evan, when he showed up. She's a sword swallower. We're going to go out to her trailer. <laughs> yeah, something. Anyway. Um, I met her when I was in the cavalry. <laughs> But speaking as a guy whose comedy is born out of annoyance and frustration and anger, and I think you would agree that a lot of yours comes from there too. No, As I you, would actually, I'm not being a contrarian. Most of my stuff, if you really listen to it, it's, right. it's fear. All of my shit it's about fear. women is fear. It's fe All of that, because you, oh, you hate women, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I'm a little kid who needs a hug. That's what it is. If you really boil it down, most of the, the stuff that guys complain about and women complain about it's right. like not understanding it's the fear it's the whole thing's going to go wrong you're going to break my heart i'm going to end up alone that's what that's what's really underneath it underneath the hole and why do they fucking have to put the seat down Ugh. right all of that that misdirected stuff like um my uh anger is more um 
just like the SAG fucking answering machine. Right. The the way people drive, that type of stuff. But, sure. but that that's to me is just the bullshit in life. But the real shit, the meat in life is that that's all fear based. Well, I'll- having kids, getting married. Uh, when I talk about banks and conspiracy theory, that's all fucking fear. Fear of just and getting a gun. That's all fear. I'll tell you this. When you do your stuff about about women and relationships, I don't find that angry. I don't find that angry at all. Like I, I actually do understand the fear-based concept thing right. that you're talking about. I never found that angry. The stuff that we, I we find, really need to have a woman here now to be like, well, when I listen to it through my female ears, it sounds like, uh, eh, shut your mouth. Nah, you got to get away from that. Joke. <laughs> I, I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. Um, but here's the thing: like when you say something like. I was talking about your brunch bit last night. I was at a bar with my friend Pat, and uh, we be honest, talked. you were doing my bit to some hot chick trying to get laid. I don't, I don't yeah. care. That's fine. Bill, I had three fingers in. I wanted <laughs> to get a fourth. That bit put it over the top. Uh, no, but I'm, but I'm, we were talking about your bit, and the, is that pesto? Is that pesto? When you when you go, you just want to flip the fucking table over, <laughs> like oh that's, that. No, that is annoyance. That's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. That those moments of of annoyance or anger or frustration, whatever you want to call it. And I don't consider those anger. This is an arrogant way of looking at it, but I don't consider that angry. I consider that enlightened. Like I feel in those moments. Maybe that's why I get so mad. Great way I, of I, at I it. feel the way I look at it is I am so fucking right in those moments. Like the SAG thing, I'm so fucking right that that is my union and it mm. shouldn't be this so fucking difficult I love it. for me to get in touch with you guys. And what you guys are really doing is just running a scam over there, taking people's money, and anytime the networks come over, you roll over and you take your little fucking payoff. Dude, it's, it's like I can't stand them. I love, so, I love it. I love it. I think enlightened then, is such a great then, way. And then I flip out. No, my enlightenment. I mean, I don't even know if I'm right, but I. This is. I'm just saying what I think. I feel yeah. that I am so enlightened about what's really going on, man, that that turns into anger. And then you know, when I flip out, I want to fucking give a liver punch it's, to my file cabinet. I am, I am an angry man then, and I am scaring my dog, and I'm making my wife's uh, life miserable without a fucking doubt. Bill, but fu- it, it came from being enlightened. I'm following you right down this enlightened road right now. Let's go down the let's arrogant trail. Let's go down trail. the arrogant trail. <laughs> yeah, let's go down that right road Right next together. to the Appalachian. I totally agree with that. I totally... Now, here's what's funny. I'm sitting here saying to you as your friend, you know, Bill, you're also an angry guy. And then you go, Joe, I'm not angry. I'm this. When anybody says it to me, we can't even recognize it in each other. When anybody says to me, Joe, you're angry, I think the same fucking thing you're thinking no i'm not angry i just see that everybody's an idiot why does anybody else see this right now yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) why does anybody else see it it uh, it does feel like an enlightenment thing it feels like this is fucked and i I look at you joe you get angry oh you lose your uh your your temper but you're not an angry guy i would if anything you're a worry wart yeah that's what you are. You you get worried, anxiety. And then you get frustrated, and uh, then I think all of us, I don't know. There's something so solitary about being a comedian that you start to be this little dictator in your life. So like when someone disagrees with you, you're just like silence. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you can go that route. But like like I got in this huge debate with Nia. Um, somebody had sent me this thing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. about uh, some woman in Cosmopolitan, right? She got married at 24. Mm-hmm. It was warning women to get a, a prenup. She got married at 24. 
you know, 24, what do you got? You got student loans and a dream. That's all she had. And she got right. married. So, and she married this guy who has like a master's degree, you know, right. you know, well-educated guy and everything. Well, and long story short, she blows up. She wrote like, I, I'm not going to name the movies. I don't want to out the, even though they put in the thing, but she wrote like, you know, these three really fucking funny movies. And, and you know, now she's writing Cosmo and all this stuff. Like she blew up, blah, 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 blah. They grew apart. And now they're getting a divorce. Right. And the lawyer said, well, you know, he's probably going to ask for alimony. And she's like, there's no way he's going to make that big of a pussy move. There's no way he's going to do it. And, you know, of course, the guy does it. And then she's just like, and she's angry. She goes, every month when I have to write him this check for like six grand or something and blah, 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 blah. And the whole time I'm reading the article, I'm like, I agree with every fucking thing this person's saying that that guy is a pussy, the whole thing. But what pissed me off was she made it a gender issue where she said, women, watch out for this. And my wife just couldn't see that. And I was like, I think it was astoundingly ignorant to try to take something like that, that in, considering most of the time it affects guys. Guys are the ones right. getting, you know, they always sit there and they go, hey, you know, a woman gets 77 cents for every dollar a guy makes an hour. It's like, yeah, but you make it up on the back end during the divorce. Right. But I, but I don't think that that should be right. But what, this is the deal. Like, no guy is ever going to get on TV complaining about alimony. You're just another guy bitching about alimony. But she could actually make a difference. If a woman got on TV and actually just said the, the, uh, the divorce laws out here in California are absolutely insane. They are insane. Right. She could actually, I mean, that, I, I would, I would, you would be hard-pressed to think of a show, like those types of shows that, that she couldn't get on. And instead... All she does is write an article, and she warns women. And um, well, but here's the now I hear you. 100%. And we, we got in this big beef where she was just like, "Well, why do you feel she has to give you your comeuppance?" I'm like, "I'm there's no comeuppance in this." And I said, and I actually said, "You know what? This is actually my fault because of all the bad shit I've said about women. All that's all you're hearing right now, and I'm not saying it." She's a hundred percent right. That guy is a fucking pussy. It's even worse when a guy does it to a woman. I know that's a double standard, but can I get a fucking job? I swear to God, dude, I joked, I, I said, if I was well, married, if I was married to Oprah, okay, and she's, you know, she's making a billion dollars, if she came home and she fucking bought me a car, I'd tell her to take it back. I'm not, f um, as a man, I'm not driving down this street. I don't agree. I my, don't, my wife bought well, this for me. Auga. <laughs> I, don't ag I don't agree with that part of it, but I agree with everything else you said. And what's interesting to me is what separates us from the other guy because we get worked up about it. That's the difference. You and I read that kind of article and go, a point needs to be proven. I need to walk across the room to the person I live with <laughs> and prove that this is wrong, you know, and and we can't let it go. Whereas a million Unless other people would just... Unless they 100% agree with me, then yeah. I, I can't let it go. Yeah. Dude, it turned yeah. it... We were at the airport and we, I, we debated it the entire way from the airport it's like an hour and a half fucking drive all the way to right to when we went to bed and then she finally understood what i was saying and then she agreed with me and i probably said it was a combination of me not making my point clearly and all of the shit that i've said through the you know all the years of knowing her was already i mean she already has a preconceived notion of who i am as i do her right and i know what sets her off and that type of thing but like i i but getting back to that point too you are like not accepting a car from Oprah if you were married to her. There's no fucking way I could do that. I'd have to pull my own weight for the simple fact yeah. because basically as a guy, 
like your job is to provide. So if you're with a woman and they have the kids, they can have the kid. I mean, you're there for the first, you're, you're there for the opening five minutes of the movie and then they bring the whole thing home. That's yeah. what they can do. Right. All right. And so your job is you can provide. If they're making more money than you, they're having, they're like a self-contained unit. They're providing for themselves and they're having kids. So at that point, you're fucking, you're basically, you're like a teenager. You're just like this 45, like me, 45-year-old teenager, and she comes home and buys me a fucking car. Like, I'm not saying that I couldn't handle being with a woman who was making more money than me, but it's like, you're not going to go out and buy me a bunch of nice shit, and I'm like fucking, like, in you know, some evening gown, like laying on my stomach on a fucking piano. Now here- Diamonds, <laughs> singing diamonds are a girl's best friend, you know? Now here's the- Like some kept woman, fuck that. Here's the funny thing. I don't think women should do that either. I disagree. But like, I disagree with what you're saying right now. It's because you're a mooch. And it, relate, it relates to what we're talking about because why is there a thing in me where I can't just go, it's Bill's opinion. I don't care. I don't agree with it. I'm sitting here right now going, no, he's I, wrong. I don't want you to he's agree wrong. with it. I want to hear your opinion. What do you, what do you have? My, no, no. And, and, you don't have no, to yell. It, I'm right across it, this little it table. Depends, it depends on... It depends on <laughs> It depends on the dynamic of the relationship. Sure, if there's, I, I believe it should be a team and it should function like a team. So if your wife is going to have kids and she's going to be the person there raising the kids, nurturing the kids and all that stuff, uh, then yeah, go out and be the guy bringing home the bread, make her life easier, and, and, and it's a team at that point. If you're just two people that aren't having kids and she gets a little more successful than you do and she wants to throw you a car, yeah, that's part of the equality of the sexes. You know, it's like it's 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 got to be no, all no, it's or not nothing. a part of the equality. It has nothing to do with that. It just has to do with me as a human being. Like, I, I don't want to be like. Uh, like, if I have a car, I want to be like, I paid for this thing. Of course, this is, this is my like, I bought this thing. I, I want to be pulling my weight. We all we all want to. But I think that's more about like, if I bought you a car, you'd be like, get this car out of here as your friend. And I don't think it's a matter of my wife and I'm not a man. I think it's a matter of. I just don't feel right driving a car. No, just like if you have like me. a fucking suit and you look great in it and your wife bought you all your whole fucking wardrobe. I mean, at that point, I might as well put some heels on and just be some floozy walking down the street. <laughs> Why do you work so much? <laughs> How come we can't go know. to the movies? I mean, I mean, I would the amount of wood that I would have to chop to just try and still feel like a fucking man. And I wish there was a woman that, right that's here. Your fear. Where, I think where, that's where, your no, fear where, thing. Where they would sit there. And go like, well, this is a sexist thing where you like don't feel that a woman should make more money than you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if I was with a woman that was making more money than me, you know, she's already bought the giant fucking house. There's no way you're buying me all this other shit. Like, I'll pay for the NFL network. I have to bring something to the fucking table. I actually think that that's a good quality I have where there's a Absolutely. bunch of people out there who don't share my genitalia that would have no problem sitting in the house like a fucking house cat right. laying in the goddamn sun as I'm out there slaving away. But let's, 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 let's. No, but, but at the end of the day, the thing that she can do is she can, she can actually, you know, I can't even say they make a baby. She can sit there and tough it out as, oh boy. <laughs> as, as much. Well, they're not doing it. That's the thing. It's not All like right. you're making a pie. But I you think sit there, you get banged. And then oh, you, let me explain what happened. And then <laughs> oh. what happens is my stuff swims up the river there, hopefully gets through before the dam closes. It's like an action movie. That one person who rolls underneath and then everybody else is on the other side. Open it up. Open it up. 
I think this goes back to your fear thing. That's the first 10 pages. That's the first 10 pages of your script show. script writing, 101. I think this goes back to your fear thing. And Bill, fear leads to hate. I think it goes back to your ass. Fear leads to anger. (laughs) Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Did you know that? Hey, Joe. That's from Star Wars. I'll tell you this right now, Joe. (laughs) Can't lives on Wont Street. (laughs) No, it's, listen, it's, but you, you never answered my question. I'm being evasive. Given this, this feels like 60 minutes. Given this opinion, whether it's this discussion, the discussion about the article, the discussion about anything that stirs the little man inside of you to go, this is wrong. What is it that separates us from the, uh, why can't we be like the other guy? Manage the anger, manage the frustration, and go, it doesn't matter. That article doesn't affect me. Why do I now feel the need to hammer out this debate for 90 minutes with somebody at the risk of now getting into a... Well, I can't answer that for you. Why do you... I, I don't no, I'm saying for both of us. We're I don't both know that why. personality. I don't know type. why I have to... Uh, I mean, I came... I grew up in a big family and we just debated shit and you wanted to win and you wanted to be right. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> and fists were thrown and uh, you tried to win Dude, that. We got in... You and I got into a... Fu- I want to talk about you some and of the I. arguments we've had. We... Here are some legendary, in, in the sense of our friendship, uh, arguments oh, that we've been Joe, into. You're going to throw a dirty laundry out in the yard. Oh, no. These are so funny. We got into an argument once about politics. We, some, we somehow started out with the same opinion, and then it, it escalated to the point. We were in your apartment uh, that eventually became the apartment that I lived in. Uh, this argument got so fierce that... Uh, you started Fierce. doing chores. You started doing chores during the argument. At one point, you were washing dishes. Oh, that's right. Yelling yeah. at me over your shoulder. Oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I remember it that. It looked like an old married couple. That was one. <laughs> it was so funny to see. I wish I could have just seen it from the outside. Uh, that was one. There was the classic uh, argument we had where I told you that I thought that I thought white people ruined blues music and you really like Stevie Ray Vaughan and we argued for four hours. Over oh, the, I was so right about that. I, you were. You know what? I completely concede now. I just was in this zone of I just wanted My to... My argument was basically you can't ruin it. Yeah. You can just play it bad, but you don't ruin what And I grew to like did. Stevie Ray Vaughan and I was like, I was wrong for that. But it's it that argument lasted three hours and spanned four bars. That was the argument where it got so harsh, people were looking at us in the bar like, "What the fuck is?" I remember Rachel. Do? Rachel was like, "Can you guys cut it out?" And I, I looked. I was like, "Rachel, do you ever think maybe we enjoy doing this?" Because <laughs> I was loving it, and we did. We that's how uninformed it. started. We were yelling at each other. Yeah, and then somebody in the bar said, "Dude, you, this is a radio show right here," <laughs> and it was. In fact, I think it was your wife. Dude, do, that you, said remember, it. do you remember uh, just all those fucking times drinking on, was it Ninth Avenue? Mm-hmm. Just the, I don't we used to just end up with these weird crews because we, we actually came up in a time where a lot of comics didn't drink. There was a time, there was all those guys from the 80s, right. the Kinison era, where they all just burned out and yeah. got their wages garnished and all that. So when I, when I started comedy, for the first 10 years, I swear to God, every headliner I, I opened with, there was so many. So I've been sober for two years, been sober for eight months. Uh, years. Yeah. They all got sober. And then, you know, I started with a bunch of guys like, you know, Dane, Bobby, Patrice. None of them drank, didn't do drugs. So I'm very like, you know, code of like, I'm not going to just be the only guy drinking. So I just kind of quit. And uh, then it, it started to like ramp back up. 
you know, in the 2000s, <laughs> <Yeah>. people's <laughs> comics, I felt, it, they started partying right. again, but it was just sort of sporadic people. So we would have this weird mix. It was almost like uh, uh, back when, when Bill Maher would do Politically Incorrect, right. and there would be a con- an economist sitting across from Slash. Right. It was just this really cool mix of people. Yeah. So we went out there, and I remember there was that one, I'm going to name names. Remember that guy who just had that flip out on me at the end of the night? He's just like, you never say goodnight to me. You never say that I'm funny on stage. I like, had a meltdown. No. Yeah, oh, dude, it was brutal. No, I don't remember that. Honestly, oh. I really don't. I'll tell you who that was. A long. But he f- did you engage and argue back? Because I can't not engage. No, I, I did what that. my mother did. Like, oh, this person wants attention. I'll be even more cold to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I didn't even consciously do that. I just, I, I just went into that because that's what I learned. I wish I could do that. I can't. I come from I come from a family where it's like, and I think this is part of my anger issues. I come from a family where it's like, if it's in your head, it just falls out of your mouth. There is no strategy to any of it. There is no call. Oh, no, I, I have that too. I have that too. But it's more like if yeah. someone's just like, you know, like, and that was a major thing for me, you know, all through the years, all the relationships I fucked up was when women, the woman I was with would come to me and be like, I need this and I need this. It would It would make me, I, I it was a turn off and it made me push them away. It was really I, me. I just wasn't developed I as a human being. I oh my god, Joe, do I owe someone say it. apologies? I, dude, I can't not say the thing. It's I, I, I remember I, my buddy, I went to my buddy's place for his Yo, you're saying all the things people are thinking. Yeah, I know, you know. You're crazy. Hey, look, don't get mad at me because I'm not afraid to say it. What? I uh, said it. <laughs> I I can't not let it out though. I I went to my buddy's place for his daughter's uh third or fifth birthday pushy kid. She had a birthday party. And he said, come over on Sunday. It's my daughter's birthday. So I go over, bunch of kids, bunch of parents, hanging out. It's a mess, you know? It's a goddamn children's birthday party. So I'm like, I'm going to really score some points with the guy's wife right now. I clean up the whole kitchen. I'm doing the dishes. I'm, I'm just knocking it out of the park. Doing it for all the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. Not because you're a good guy, because you want to score some points. Yeah, yeah. She never says thank you, right? And dude, it's... So the party ends. I do all this. She, I don't get a thank you. How many, how many just, kids does she have? She's got two, and there was like 10 kids at the party, though. Right, she, she's tired, dude. She's frazzled. It's in my head, though, now. It's in my head, and it's spinning. Joe, we you, leave. you wanted to be acknowledged. I did. I did. That's it. Look, you it, wanted your comeuppance? Yeah. Dude, you wanted but again, some recognition. We you t- wanted the whole party to stop. Hey, fuck these kids. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Look at Joe. Yeah, I'm a scared little boy. Wow, isn't Joe? I'm a scared little boy. Give me my you, pat you, on the head. You were just like the kids Go, Mommy, look what I can do. Look yeah, what I can do. Exactly. You went out and you cleaned up the kitchen. Aren't we all just the kids, though, Bill? Joe, we're just the kids <laughs> in the hall. <laughs> so, dude, we leave. The party's over, whatever. We leave. I take my buddy. I get tickets. Were your glasses fogging up? I would have loved to have seen the dude. look on your face. When you realized you weren't going to get your pat on the head and you're all-day sucker... I would have loved to have seen the look of disappointment. Me and my buddy go out for the night, right? To have drinks now. And we're, we're dude, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. That's not right. That's wrong. That's not why you do this favors. This is your thoughts. And then a little more alcohol. The alcohol in your liver is going, no, maybe no, it's right. Maybe it's even, right, Joe. Not even a little more alcohol. We're out of his house two minutes. We're not even to my car yet. We're not even to my car. And I oh, go, Joe. I go, you know, I just got to say this. It's just going to eat me alive. <laughs> What's for your wife? She didn't like me. It was a prop. She didn't, no, thank you, nothing. And I just, and we didn't fight, but that's anger. That's the fear goes into the anger, frustration leads to. She didn't think you were good enough, Joe. 
And then she I, treated you like the help. Yeah. That's what it was, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. 12 years of DeRosa. 12. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jeez. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, it's, it's. You know, I didn't see that movie because it, it said 12 years. It just, it just seemed too long. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. 12 years of white guilt. Jesus. How about. Uh, Sorry, Bill, that the struggle was a little too long for your taste. <laughs> no, I've seen it, Joe. <laughs> I saw Roots. I saw. I've I've been watching those. I got it. Amistad, Freedom. Oh, There's boy. nothing I can do. <laughs> That's why I love. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. How about six <laughs> years of trailer? <laughs> That's why I like that movie Django. They finally switched it up, and it's like, yeah, you know, I know this didn't happen, but give me some pistols and let me go shoot some white people. I can watch this. This is great. <laughs> How kill great, all, kill Whitey. I can I can watch that slave movie. But if you're gonna the, show what actually fucking happened again, I mean, there's dude, there's no upside. It's you know, it's the human version of watching like the Animal Planet when they bring up like a fucking you know they they'll show this wonderful animal and it frolicking along and having a great fucking time, and then the human beings come in and kill all its habitat, and it's just dying off, and it's just you just leave depressed. Yeah, it's it's tough stuff to watch. Yeah, it's like watching like Schindler's Joe, List. I, I, I like not, a, I like know. a Hollywood ending. <laughs> Bill, you know, I know. I, I, I don't I, even remember how Schindler's List ended. It was just like it couldn't have been more bleak. It, it didn't end well, Black Bill. and white. Oh, my God, the whole fucking... It was just horrible. Yeah, it's sad stuff. It's sad stuff. It's and sad. I already knew. I knew... I knew it happened. I wish it didn't happen. And then I go in, let, let's watch what happened again. That's why I don't like watching Jesus movies. It's a fascinating story. Wow, and then you got to see. I know you're the... just going to beat the shit out yeah. of this guy at the end. <laughs> and you're hoping it's going to be like Hulk Hogan, <laughs> where he's going to get down to one leg and then finally put that <laughs> finger in the air and he's going to come back. Watch Wait it. a minute. It's like every time I watch a Jesus movie, it's like watching Casino. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to see the part where they bury him and they hit him with the That's, that's why I don't watch Casino. I don't see it. <laughs> I like Goodfellas right up until that day where he just becomes like a rat. And I hate how Henry Hill is sitting there feeling sorry for himself. And now it's all gone. Yeah, because you fucking did what that guy told you not to do. Yeah. And you ratted out all your friends. Yeah. So yeah. you could stay. You should be eating fucking noodles and ketchup. And they should shove it up your ass in the bottle. <laughs> Dude, before we get too far away from it, uninformed, uh, we, Jesus Christ, do you want to talk about arguments? Ernie, who's our sound guy over there, I mean, the, the arguments we had in this thing, I remember one day Bill got so mad at me, he had headphones in it, in your, you had headphones in your hand, you were squeezing them together and shaking, you were so mad at me. I broke the headphones. And they broke, and a piece of plastic went ding, and like, like just yeah. arced off of the headphones. These are the levels. This, it was, this, I'll tell you why, oh Joe. My God, I'll tell you why I used to get that mad at you. I don't blame you. I'll tell you why. This is because I grew up in like a fucking house where you fought. You didn't just keep debating and blah, blah, blah. And you have this thing where you yell and you say shit right. like you know how to fight and like we're going to fight, but oh, yeah. it never happens. Oh, yeah, no. Like when we'd be in bars. What are we, animals? You, you, yeah. you would fucking... You had this weird thing. What, who the fuck was I talking to this about recently? I can't remember. We were fucking laughing about you. Kyle, you're like, what, 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, it, it had so, to be Pete, so, right? So you, you are like a... No, it wasn't Pete. You are a, a, a bigger guy, but you're also like, you know, you barely have enough muscle to move your body. 
Yeah. So there's this weird duality. But when someone first looks at you, it's like, oh, that's a guy 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, and then you start yelling at them. You, you were so, used to yell at these people in the bar, and they would stand up, and then you would just do this little move. You'd start backing up mm -hmm. as you were still yelling at him, and just naturally everybody would fill in between the two of you as you continued to talk shit. Yeah. I remember how many fucking times did I stand between you and somebody else who could... And I'd be thinking in my head, like, this guy's going to kill me. <laughs> I haven't had a fight since fucking junior high. Jesus, Joe, <laughs> shut up. Or, or pick somebody small. That homeless guy... Yeah, Remember that was going to protect you. The homeless guy said something nasty to you, and I, I ran out to protect you. No, it wasn't. Look at you painting yourself to be the hero. He said something shitty to you, and I was trying to get your back. Now, granted... You didn't, Joe. You, yeah, you, you, you yelled more shit to make it worse as you were still further down the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I that's, don't how, know. that's how I you remember, have my back, by, uh, by being out in front. I yelled at a I guy... I got your back, Bill. I'm around the corner. I yelled at a guy once who was like clearly on angel dust or something. His eyes were just glass. Yeah. And uh, and he came charging at me, and I backed literally into Jay Okerson's arms. Like, Jay, like, put his arms around me and protected me. And yeah. the guy just left me alone. <laughs> but I didn't know what to do. Like, Mama Bear had you. Oh, my God, dude. It was so instinctual. There was no part of me that was like, I'm going into Jay's arms. And there was no part of him that was like, I'm going to wrap my arms around him. It was just two, <laughs> one weak thing going into the arms of a stronger thing. Um Everybody's yeah, I mean, always said that about Big J. His first instinct is to protect. Yeah, he's a, he's a motherly guy. He can wear all the fingerless gloves he wants. He's a motherly kind of guy. He's not a toughie. Yeah. He's a motherly sweet man, and I love that about him. But the uh, but we used to argue. Yeah, that was that was the the harsh thing about our dynamic back then was you came from Boston, cut the shit, we're gonna fight. I came from suburban Pennsylvania. You know, it it was a lot of arguing. Listen, I, I don't think you have to bring down your entire state. Because of your behavior. We, dude, my, my Joe, house. fuck the past. What are you doing now? What are you doing now? To fix the anger? Yeah. Well, Stop that's what I'm. making that face. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> I can't. That's what I'm getting at is we used to argue like animals back then. And we don't argue like that anymore. I can't remember the last time we had a, even a debate about something. Like, we kind of just get along all the time now because I think we've. Well, one, successfully we, we, manage the no, anger but, in a yeah, certain way. Yeah, we stopped doing a radio show together. Right. We're not writing anything together. So we just hey. sort of run into each other. I mean, was there anything worse than trying to write a book and a TV script at the same time? That, that's the last time we had a fight. We had such a bad fight one time during that, we almost broke up as friends. I remember having a conversation <laughs> where we were like, I can't do this anymore, dude. <laughs> no, what it was was it was you just had – there was no – uh, it was just fire and fire or whatever. It just, it just, it wasn't like it, you, like you, you can be on a crew and I can be on a crew, but you can't have like three of the same fucking temperament like we had on that shit. Bobby Kelly was in there too. That was just, that was a horrific, that was the perfect storm of fucking angry idiots. Yeah. I mean, that was just inevitable. And then all strong personalities, all thinking that they knew the direction Mm. And then you know, uh, yeah, yeah. That that was just a, a Jesus Christ. But, that, you know what's funny is that's that that all that arguing sits on a computer somewhere underneath a mountain. You know how they record everything now and they just put it in the file. Like I, I, they must have us under like the least amount of security. Like these fucking guys can't even get a goddamn script together. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way, dude. If if the plot comes, 
If anything, that you got three Oswalds here. These guys are going to be the fall guys. Can I tell you this, dude? I've I've written uh, I don't know three or four scripts since that time. Just Joe, you're, pro- you're prolific. We all on, we all know this. Just on my own, Joey just King writing scripts, learning each time, whatever. I'm working on something right now with a guy who's staffed on several different TV shows, and I said to him, "Look, I got this idea." I've written some stuff professionally. I'm staff writing now, but I need to write this with a guy that really has a lot of like scripted experience. And we're working on the idea. Dude, within the first five minutes of the first meeting, I was like, it was astounding how much we didn't know what the fuck we were doing when we wrote that script. <laughs> like in five minutes, he was just like, okay, so listen, you got to do this, this, this. And oh, I was we- like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like we were flying so blind dude like so but it was still blind. a great script though i thought it was still a good script i thought it was still really good despite but... the fact that it didn't get picked up and nobody said we should commit money to this i still <laughs> think it was a great one despite the fact can i tell you i've, I've actually given up on on writing scripts and all that like that was the greatest thing i ever did you, sh- you shouldn't give up on it why joe it's just so fucking hard what i've always done in life is just grab is this easy do i feel like i have a knack for this and then i do that like that shit is like it reminds me of when I went to school and I had to take science class or I had to take, you know, algebra two and trigonometry. And I'm just sitting there going like, not only do I not get this, I don't even give a fuck. Right. I don't even know what it's for. Right. You know, I sat through like three years of fucking math. It was it was like I almost felt like I moved to a new country and they never when I took geometry, my geometry, geometry teacher, God bless her. She gave me the D minus. She gave me the D minus so I didn't have to go to summer school. God bless her. I always love her for that. But there was never any sort of, hey, this is this math and this is what you apply it to. They just had like these, these, you know, these theory. It was almost like prayers. I felt like I was in church. You know, opposite angles are congruent. And everybody would just chime in. Right. Like, and I didn't, un- like, I, I think I was 10 years out of high school before somebody's fine. Oh, geometry. This is, this is like what engineers use to... Uh, make sure a structure doesn't fall down, how to make a, a suspension bridge and all that. It's like, oh, is that what that's for? I, think- I wish that they actually, if they could just somehow have the theory on the triangle or whatever and then fucking show me a film strip about a right. bridge and then right. show it, then it actually would be interesting rather than just being like these words. I just, here's what's so interesting about that to me. Parallelogram? Again, I've never seen a parallelogram in my adult life. <laughs> Again, I think this is this is a parallel where I really relate it's to a parallelogram. you. Parallelogram. Uh, this is another thing where I really relate to you. We talked about how we're guys that consistently engage. The point has to be proven. Justice has to be served. We have to have the debate or the argument. Then, at the same time, there are things that we wholly don't give a fuck about i'm the same way there are things where i'm just like i don't give a shit at all i i don't fucking care will it make you happier if i throw the plastic into the blue thing just shut the fuck up i don't care don't explain it to, i don't give a shit How can you not at even all. make an attempt to recycle i just don't understand i make show. an attempt to shut people up that's it like i just because i don't give a fuck but no part of me is going this is for the earth why, why don't you care because i think it's pointless i don't i this is how much I don't care. I can't even pose an argument for why I don't care. I just don't give a fuck. No, if you if you were if you were actually to say that I don't recycle because I think it's bullshit, they don't recycle it anyways. That I don't have a problem with sure. that. Sure, I don't have a problem. That's with what that. I'm going to say from now on. 
But if you but if you actually think that seven billion human beings are not having an effect on the planet, I you know I would debate that. I was I was talking about something the other night, and I go I go you know what I think about that, and I go here's why I think that I saw Penn and Teller say it was bullshit once on their TV show. Saying what? I don't even remember what it was. It was just a thing where I was like, yeah, that's why I think that's I, you bullshit. know what I love about that shit. I love that like 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 aspects of science. And that thing, like, you got to hear it from a scientist to say it's bullshit. You don't need two magicians telling you that global warming is a scam. Well, they'd back it up with scientists that would support the theories. It wasn't like they would just say it and then go. Oh, okay. Yeah, they would. I thought you just like Penn and Teller in between, the, you know, pulling a rabbit out of the hat. Now, by the way, I this think global it, warming. I think it was the global warming thing, actually, because they did an episode about how in the 70s they did all these articles about global cooling that read literally exactly the same as global warming warming articles read and i was like yeah i don't believe in global warming <laughs> and somebody's like why and i was like i don't know i just <laughs> say it was bullshit <laughs> like but that's the thing there is not there is not an, an inkling of something in me that's worried about global warming warming at all and i don't think my carbon footprint is very big but i just don't fucking care the conversation comes up i'm out i'm tuned out there could be a tidal wave coming down the street because the ice caps melted, and that's when I'd be like, ah, shit, okay, we got a we got a raft or something. You know, like, I just don't fucking care. Yet, you tell me that, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, you know, a, a movie I love sucked, or, uh, or that uh, Tiger Woods' wife, as we, you often cite, deserved to take that much money. Dude, I will scream at you until hey, Joe, I'm you hoarse, know, you know? You're a passionate guy. But I'm saying that's an interesting thing about the two of us, and I think that's a good Joe, place to close. Joe, would you quit close. lumping me in? <laughs> Bill, you're lumped to, in. I hate to, to your, break yeah, it to you. you. Yeah, you, we're you the do same that. guy. Yeah, don't say we. <laughs> we. We're, we're not the same guy. We're very similar. We're we have similar. we have similarities. Let me ask you this: We're, we're not similar, Joe. You're you're you're. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you're, I'm you're, a you're, you're tall. Girl. Yeah, say no. it. Say what's on your mind, you cocksucker. I'm kidding. This all about your parents. I'm totally kidding. Let me ask you this in closings. We got to wrap it up. Joe, just is, ask me. It's your show. <laughs> Are these apples real or is this just part of the prop? I feel like I'm one of those douchey cooking shows. They're real, but they're I old. I know they're real, Joe. I know they're real. I know. Do you know, Bill? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was a joke. Or is that the. Is that oh, what are the you, scared, Penn and Teller now? You got to prove that it's fucking real? It's just the scared little boy talking uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to make an apple pie today. Ah, jeez. Yeah, Why don't you take some of this fruit? Your fruit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh let me ask you this in closing um because uh despite us being so dissimilar according to you um yeah joe you're into comic books forget all but here's the thing this is how we're this is Stop how we're similar yelling this is how we're similar and i said this to you once and i don't know it's that one single white female on me here i don't know if it resonated with you or not you came off stage one night I was opening for you somewhere. You came up stage What, did you I, clean up the stage area and I didn't acknowledge it? Oh, boy, no. <laughs> you you had been making fun of me about how I Mopped it up with your act. <laughs> you had been making fun of me how I reference movies so much and, and comic books. You're like, all you do is, you, you, it's just like your go-to reference. You came up stage one and I go, dude, we're the same guy. It's just you, your sports. Your mm -hmm. references are all sports. I feel like I'm coming out of the fucking tunnel and the fucking right, music's right, yeah. playing. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I feel like I'm in the fucking Justice League. And the, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I do think we're similar. So in closing. I think we have similarities, Joe. Similarities. Joe, why don't we do yell you, at each other? We, we would yell. Five years ago, we'd scream at each other about well, this. 
But that's exactly what I'm getting at. Given our history with the way we used to clash oh, and everything. Oh, fuck our history, Joe, and fuck you and this whole podcast. Give Just it, wrap it up already. Given our history. apples to buy. <laughs> Given yeah, our history. Given our history, is there any part of you that when we do hang out and whatever, because I do feel this, where I had to be very cognizant for a long time about, like, I got I to gotta watch myself a little bit. I know Bill and I can go down that road where we really get at each other. So I got to watch. I, wanna, I don't want us to get there, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check my bullshit a little more. Like, you know, do you do that? And I do that with a lot of people. I got to be careful. Like, I can't. I know it's capable of going Joe, into you're this volatile, place. You know, you're just volatile. No, but you know what I mean. Like, does I that, know what you mean, Joe. You know, you're, is that you're something that you practice in your own life? Um, what do I? There, there's certain people that I just fucking always would argue with, so I just kind of stopped. Uh, yeah, I guess I would just be like, all right, well, I know I'm, this is just going to be yelling, so I wouldn't knock that off but like you know i don't find if if i actually had to do that then i then it would be an effort to be friends with you like i i kind of got um i got rid of like all those relationships where it's an effort like i i have to like okay what mindset do i have to get into so i can exist around this person and no, I, what well, i what i would do was just all right i i take my 50 percent of it and i'm just like all right whatever the fuck my half that i'm bringing to the table to this person's half is this is just too much fucking work. So um, I just gradually stopped hanging out with people like that. So you, Joe, Joe, I don't find, I think you're a doll. <laughs> I don't. That's why I, you're baking I, me I, a pie. I'm, oh, Joe. <laughs> the, uh, rub well, it right on your little chest hairs. Well, I, I, I agree with, with what you're saying. There are people uh, where I've said, I've got to cut this relationship off because we're just two chemicals and you put us together and it's ex explosive. However, there are other people where I said, you know what, friendships can take effort. And I know you maybe not agree with this, but certain, like a friendship worthwhile takes uh, a certain kind of effort. You just have something with like cinnamon sticks in it right now. It takes the right kind of effort. So, you know, you try to curb your bullshit. And I've had to curb my bullshit. And that's where we're going to end it, everybody. Anger, it's a thing. We all deal with it. Uh, and if you act like you're a person Joe, that let me doesn't, tell you something. Bill, shut up. I'm we wrapping up. We have not accomplished one fucking thing <laughs> in this whole thing. Well, you wanted to go off about all that fucking script writer for 15 minutes. You're going to blame <laughs> Writing me. Writing a check you're for gonna, six grand Joe, to a hubby. Let me tell you something right Who now. was it, by the way? First of all. Bill. First of all, Joe. We're wrapping this up. This is your show. I know. Okay? And we're wrapping up. You're the quarterback. We're wrapping I'm up. I'm the offensive line. And you're blaming me for the play call. Plug something. All right. Plug something. Uh, this show represents the last time i'll ever see joe DeRosa alive <laughs> just plug something i hate when podcasts meander at the end plug it let's fucking end all it right. go let me see what do i got um a walk of shame well, coming out right I no i don't want to plug that i see what you're doing uh, i know yeah it took you long enough to yeah, figure yeah. it out just i'm, plug I'm meandering i'm meandering <laughs> All right, folks. Well, the podcast about anger why don't, why comes don't to a close I, as I, I am just, slowly I getting just, angry. Why don't I just, <laughs> I'm actually getting why don't angry. Why do I just plug our friendship, Joe? Yeah, why don't you plug it up your ass? <laughs> <laughs>